Welcome to the Expert Speak, a service of the Florida Psychiatric Society. I'm Abby Strauss, and thanks for listening. We all strive to give our daughters a good sense of themselves, a realistic sense of self-confidence. But that's both hard and easy because it requires a balance between personal values and the values that are placed on young girls by a relentless peer pressure. Joining us today is Karen Shore, a psychiatrist in Southeast Florida, to talk to us about what can be a very serious but very necessary challenge. Thank you for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure. We know that young men face many of these same problems, but let's limit ourselves today to the development of good confidence, self-confidence in young girls. What would be a good way to think of self-confidence? Where should we start? Self-esteem, how good you feel about yourself, which we can all relate to. And where does that come from? And why are there problems in getting it? I think it's multifactorial. One is the messages you get growing up. Do you feel good about yourself being female? Second is society and and how it interacts to form the girls. Is there a difference that you can see with the girls that are now growing up with the impact of the media, with the internet and the television and the the magazines? Is that something that's new or is that an old story but just more intense? I think the media just reflects public opinion. Girls from eons ago were second-class citizens. In many, many cultures, religions, the men were considered special, and the girls had different roles. And because of that, it's reflected in the media. I think those ideas are changing, though. How so? Girls are graduating college more often than boys. If you look at the statistics, I read once where even in Iran, more girls are graduating college than boys. Girls are CEOs of corporations that they never were before. So I think all those old stereotypes are slowly breaking down. So having a goal and achieving the goal seems to be a, a very important piece of this? Absolutely. And and it's not even a goal. I think girls have the goals, but it's the freedom to achieve the goal. That's the issue here. And what about the ability to have heroines now, to actually see women who are successful? I would imagine 50 or 100 years ago, the successful woman, so to speak, was much rarer, much fewer and far between. True, but you can find it on TV. You can find it in fantasy, whatever your politics. So Obama says that he got the idea of being male from what he saw the opposite of what his father was. And I think you can say, I'm not going to be like my mother. I'm going to be different. Or from a character on TV. There's old shows like Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman that show role models of women that are really positive. Do we need for the parents to be more active in helping a young girl choose who these heroines are? Are we having problems with, say, perhaps some of the rock stars or or other people that, from my opinion, seem to be a little bit more on the edge of the type of lifestyle that I would want my daughters to have? It has to do with family. If the message in the family is it's okay to succeed, to be who you want to be, then I think that they would look at these rock stars and all that as, as a fringe. If the message in the family is that don't be too good, hold yourself back, then those kind of girls are drawn to the rock stars and the other actresses that are not doing so well in our society. And I would also think that some of the attraction, some of the problem to the attraction is that it's really a fantasy. They really don't know what the real life is for these rock stars. 
the media is so wonderful because we're finding out the truth and it's not so wonderful, is it? What about the impact, if you, as a psychiatrist and what you've seen, the impact of so many single parent families where there is not a male in the home? Your thoughts on this? Kids are hurting. There's no question about it. What could a single mother do if she needs to have a male model as a contributor to her daughter's development? Grandparents, uncles, or friends of the family that are close can be a role model. And you can see a role model on TV. It could be fantasy, and you internalize the fantasy. Is the fantasy partly because we don't teach these young girls the reality of things, shall we say, as what personal beauty really is all about? If you feel good about yourself, you look good. There was an article in in the newspaper a few years back of this beautiful model, and they took a picture of her feet, and she had the ugliest feet, and they couldn't believe it. None of us are perfect. So should someone then be exposed to or encouraged to tell a young girl that she's pretty, that she's dressed nicely? Do you think that this is often associated with the elements of not having good sense of self-confidence? If you go too much, they always look good, they're always wonderful when they're really not, they get a sense of entitlement. One of the things that's so essential to the topic that we're talking about is that it is at the bottom of so many decisions on which ways to go through life, who to date, to start using drugs, not using drugs, how to dress, one's sense of where one's going in life. So this is a very core thing. Is there something that a parent needs to do? Is there something that we could say is more important than other things to help a daughter develop a sense of good inner self? Be the best role model you can be. That girl will identify with the mother. And what about the times that it can be very stressful when a teenage girl is going through one of her, shall we say, mood shifts and she wants to talk and talk and talk and talk or she doesn't want to talk and talk and talk and talk. Listening to her and believing her and trusting her, that seems so elementary. Number one is to stay calm. No matter what happens, no anger, just be calm and listen. That's the basis of communication with adolescents. So if some young girl comes to you as as a psychiatrist and she needs help, she's got poor self-confidence, she's got anxiety, she's maybe doesn't have the social skills that we would like her to have, where do you start? What do you look for? What sort of background do you get and how do you approach it? Feeling good about yourself is freedom. To succeed, freedom to look good, freedom to be who you want to be. And we hold ourselves back in so many ways for unconscious needs. If you can give her that freedom to succeed in in all aspects of her life, she can do it. So you make an interesting point that possibly one of the reasons that a young girl is not developing the self-confidence is more the problem in the parent. The child may not need the treatment as much as the parent. And I see you nodding your head. Yes, I'd love your thoughts on this. The healthier the parent, the healthier the child. Absolutely. And it comes to educating our parents that it's okay to be good. It's okay to be successful if you're female. Because I think a lot of women have this idea that they need to be second class. Not need to be, but they are second class. They still feel that. Absolutely. Even though in our lifetimes, at least we talk about many changes, but it's still very much an issue, especially in Western society. Absolutely. You had made mention that other societies seem to be changing. Do you think that the Internet and the freedom of of information is going to 
equalize things across the world, perhaps? I, I think they're equalizing slowly. But as women get educated, as women see that there's a life outside of this subjugation, they can say, I want more. I don't want this. And it's happening all over the world. One of the things that has always been at times difficult to discuss is the role of sexual activity in a young girl. When I use the young girl label, so to speak, in my life, I'm talking about a young lady who's 18 or 19 years old before she becomes sexually active. We now hear that it's much younger. From the perspective of psychiatrists, what do you think about this? Good, bad, is it scary? What, what does a parent do? First of all, the parent has to look at what happened to them in adolescence. You know, when did they become sexually active? And you wonder what messages you're giving your kid the sex is the same thing as the drugs and, and the other self-destructive behavior. Too soon. I, if the sex is too soon, I don't feel good about myself. I'm looking for a quick fix to feel good. As we educate women to feel good about themselves, they'll make better choices of when to get intimate with someone. There has been a movement away from teaching what were considered more domestic activities, more domestic skills, such as cooking and sewing and how to run a household, that that's not what women should be doing so much. And yet I hear a lot of women really love to do it. Are these the sort of things that we should teach our teenage girls? Absolutely. We should all learn it all. Fabulous to cook. There was a study that came out years ago. You know, there's a differential in what women make and men make, that if a woman takes more than two math classes in college, that differential goes away. So we need to teach our girls how to cook, sew, and math and science too. One of the other things that continuously comes up is that girls just physically mature earlier than boys. And so they start looking to the 13-year-old will look to the 15 or 16-year-old boy to date. The 13-year-old boy feels then completely out of the, the loop. He may not even be interested in girls yet. With the seemingly younger and younger age that girls are going through puberty, their bodies are changing. The girls in their early preteens are more aggressive than boys. It often scares the boys away. Yes, it's true that they are going through puberty earlier, which makes the problem even worse, that we must deal with. And we must deal with girls and explain to them that girls need to understand their own aggression. And it's scary sometimes. How does a parent intervene then? Again, it's role model. How does that parent deal with sexuality? How does that parent deal with aggression? If you look at yourself and look at the messages you're giving, the conscious and unconscious messages you're giving your children, it's so important. So it's really a very intriguing and, and simple thing, but very powerful. If you're seeing your kid having troubles, yes, you have to intervene. But in the course of intervening, you should take a look at yourself as well. Absolutely. I don't know how comfortable people are hearing that because they would perhaps too freely want to pass the blame. Yes. They got their messages from their parents. So don't put blame on it. I make a joke. Don't judge. Understand. This is generational issues that have been passed down through the generations. And just understand it and change your behavior. You said earlier that a girl who takes an extra math course has a little bit of a differential. I, that was an old study okay. that came out, yes. It seems to me, then, perhaps if girls had more realistic goals about, I am going to be a doctor, an accountant, an architect, or a teacher, or whatever, that that will help guide them, so to speak, a lot better than if they're not as directed. But that's not fair to the girl who simply wants to grow up, finish some basic school, and be a mother. There's nothing wrong with that. 
Absolutely. But unfortunately, in this day and age, most families are two-income families. To expect a man to take care of you and provide for you at times is naive. That's an important point. We used to talk, at least when I was in college, about how a lot of girls are going for their MRS degree, but it means they went to college not to get a college education, just to meet somebody and get married. Do you think that's changed much? I don't think you have a choice but to have something that you can support yourself. They're not getting married as frequently. They're not staying married. There's death. The girls that aren't doing that, they're not in shape as the ones that do have a career. When families do fall apart, do girls go through this easier than than young boys? Do we have any sense of that? They both suffer. There's tremendous suffering with divorce. Tremendous suffering. Is it the loss of the role model, the loss of the notion of of a unified family? All of the above on so many levels. It depends when the divorce happens, how it happens, afterwards, how things go. But they suffer. They do. I years ago took courses in religion, but what I remember the old clergymen, the old rabbis and priests would say that it's important to tell a young girl, you're very pretty, you're smart, good, and not to endlessly criticize them, to make them feel good within themselves from a good model, someone that they appreciated that the praise was coming from. If the praise is real, if you overpraise, then you get entitled kids. When you use the word entitled, what do you mean? You have to be straight. If you keep saying, oh, you're wonderful, you're wonderful, you're wonderful, you're harboring narcissism, entitlement, grandiosity. You just have to be straight in a loving way, you know, or not say anything. But I think you have to do that middle road. Years ago, women were second class. And I think women were not given the acclaim that they are today. Too often and too commonly, shall I put it that way, we hear about parents making as if their children were unique. My child got accepted into this particular private school earlier than anybody else. My kid got a perfect score on the SAT or something else to the point where the child doesn't develop any real personal social skills. I have seen patients, and I'm sure you have as well, where the girls are so focused focused on getting into school that they really don't know how to go out and just date and have pizza and bum around for a little bit. Then they get lost. Right. Right. It's so true. The message is it matters what other people think, not who you are. And really, it's who you are that's important. And that, as you've said, comes a lot, a lot from the role models, the umbrella under which these children grew up. And not only that, if they haven't done or they're not the kind of person that you're touting them to to the neighbors, they feel so bad about themselves. As if they're what, just a facade? Second class, right. Yes, or a facade. It's a very interesting thing as, as a man talking to a woman, how much has society changed? And the more women that I talk to, the more that they will say that this is still a real issue. It intrigues me that a lot of very educated, sophisticated, accomplished women will still say that this exists. In so many cultures, it's deep-seated in their culture. It's not going to be broken so easily. But it's something that will change over the course of time. It has changed. Many of the things that we've spoken about really apply very seriously and very directly to how a young girl grows up, how she goes through life, and whether or not she has certain types of disorders. Karen Shore is a psychiatrist in Southeast Florida. She's been dealing with these issues for a number of years. I like your observations. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Have a good day. You too.